back again. I'm joined again with my wonderful friend, Becky. Hi. And we, this time, we're going to talk about um, our second topic that we had chosen from the last time, which is Run, Girl, Run, um, because we are both runners. You've completed multiple marathons. I want to say you've done an ultrathon, right? Or No, no, I cannot claim that to my credit. I thought about doing one, and I think that was, that's as good as it got for me. But I want to talk about Catherine Switzer, because she was the very first woman to ever run the Boston Marathon. When she decided to run the Boston Marathon, she was 20 years old, and running wasn't even allowed in the Olympics at the time for more than 200 meters, because apparently women were too fragile to run. Oh my gosh. See, here we go again. Women are too fragile to learn math. Women are too fragile to run. Women are just too fragile to do just about anything, apparently. And I think this is hilarious because literally starting um, back in ancient Greek times, young women would take part in a race that honored the Greek goddess Hera, and they would do a series of foot races. So it's not like women were fragile then. I mean, the first man or the first person who ever ran a marathon happened to be a man. And he died because he collapsed he and he fell out. And so anytime someone talks about running a marathon, I'm like, well, at least you trained on like the original marathon guy. Yeah. Kind of pressed into service there. Yep. The next like kind of like major running event was in 1896. Well, major running event for women. Let me clarify. And you actually had a woman run the marathon course of the first modern Olympic Games. But it was one woman. It was a Greek woman. That's it. Nobody else got to do it. And I want to say... 1926, they allowed the first woman to run a marathon, and it was recognized by the International Association of Athletics Federation, and she finished under four hours in a marathon, which kills me a little because I'll never be under four hours, but it was like three hours and 40 minutes. It was Violet Piercy, but I don't know if you've ever seen like the attire worn by um, women back in the day. Those shoes, I don't know how they ran. Well, how did anybody run in any of the stuff that they used to do, especially distance, you know? I mean, because all we have to go on is our modern high-tech running shoes and and fibers for our clothing and all that good stuff. Yeah, there's no way. Like, I know for a fact I would never make it in the early 1900s as a woman. Those shoes alone. I already have to wear men's shoes when I run. I don't know what I would do if I had to go back. I would have, have Peggy Hill feet from King of the Hill. I have huge feet. But anyways, going back to running. So Olympic Games, running history with women before we get to how Miss um, Switzer got to run in the Boston Marathon. 1928, the Olympic Games actually has some running for women. However, there were claims that when women ran the 800 meters, they collapsed. And it was just like, oh, oh, no, we're done. We're women. We're fragile, as always. So basically, the Olympic Committee was like, International Olympic Committee was like, no more running for women unless it's 200 meters or less. So they could <laughs> relays if it was 200 meters or less. Moving on about 40 years later or so, you have Catherine Switzer, who was the first woman to officially run the Boston Marathon. I listened to an interview she gave where she talked about how she registered for the race because you have to register. Back mm-hmm. then, you just register, yep. and it wasn't a whole ordeal like it is now because everybody wants to run the Boston Marathon. because it's Right, like, you have to qualify now, yeah. So... When she signed up, she put her initials, so it was KV Switzer, I believe, mm-hmm. and they accepted it. So she showed up, she had her trainer, who's a man, and she had yep. her, her boyfriend, who was, at the time who was an all-American football player. She's 20, she's in college, she lives in Syracuse, New York, so it's just a drive to Boston. So nobody knew that there was a woman running. But just like with any race, you have photographers, 
And on one of the press vehicles, you have the race director in the car who loses his mind. See those photos, like prolific photos. You know, the man that's trying to like take off her race number and is upset with her for running. It's the actual race director. It wasn't like a bystander. It wasn't another runner. She said that every other, you know, male runner that saw her cheered her on and they were excited. There was a girl. They were excited that there was a woman in the race. But the race director, who, old white man, looked like he was about to lose his mind in the photos. And because it's the press vehicle, you have the photos being taken of it. So you get to watch it. There's video of her running. There's a video, I think it stops right before he comes up and tries to take off her number. You know, her boyfriend, because he is all-American football player, almost like tackles him off to the side. Yeah, she was being impeded. I mean. And she decided at that moment she was going to run. And she was like, I'm going to finish, even if I had to be on my hands and knees. And she's still finished in under four hours. And I just. It's disgusting. (laughs) I mean, she looks a lot more in shape than I probably ever want to be with running, but that's okay. And she also had a trainer. I've never had a running trainer. But she goes back and she reflects on this. But yet it's not even like the next year they allow women. They wait like five more years to allow women to run in the marathon. And that blows my mind. And she's still, after finishing the marathon, and not dying on the side of the road or her legs getting too heavy. And they had like all these horror stories that if women started doing long distance running, they were just going to look like weightlifters on steroids, like wrestlers with steroids with like huge muscles for no reason in their arms. I'm like, what are you doing with your arms? Are you like doing a handstand run? I don't understand. Why would you have arm muscles if you're doing long distance running? But like the way they described it is that women would just turn into like looking like cavemen because they're doing long distance running. And I know so many women who run. And I mean, we have a wonderful friend, Priscilla, who wears makeup. She looks amazing when she runs. And oh, I, hate I, I hate her. She's, <laughs> she always looks, always looks perfect when she's running. That's not me. I do not run pretty. Nope. It ain't pretty. She looks pretty before she starts and she looks pretty when she finishes. And that's yeah. not fair. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it was just another way for, you know, remember, this is all, this is all pre-Title IX. So that, that would have been in the seventies and, and it would be, it would be 70, 76 or 80. I can't remember, but you know, this was all pre-title nine. So women didn't have a big role in a lot of sports. Yeah. Uh, doors had not been opened and, and there were not opportunities. And of course it's the same old, same old, you know, the poor little things, they just can't handle any physical endeavor that might prevent them from staying home and doing laundry and having babies and cooking dinner. You know, I, I don't know. What can I say? So did this guy, this race director in subsequent years, did he ever come back and say, you know, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Catherine's an incredible athlete and competitor. Do you know? I don't think he ever did. I feel that he probably said nothing. I mean, he didn't let women run till five years later. And he was still the race director, I believe. And they wanted, they didn't want women to start at the same time as men either. They wanted them to start earlier. They did this at the New York City Marathon in like the 1970s, early 1970s, when they finally let women run. Mm-hmm. They wanted them to go like an hour early almost, just so they didn't get trampled by the men. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I was like, that's like runner courtesy. You don't trample people you run with. What is this? Um, I mean, we both ran enough that you know the fast people. I accidentally wrote my, down my time wrong once on a 10K, and I got, like, number 12 in a rock and roll 
race here. And I was like, yeah. uh, I don't need to be in corral one. I'm going to go to the back guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. I'm not, I'm not fast. I'm slow, but I'm out there. Finishing your first marathon is like the biggest exciting accomplish. Like accomplish, yeah. Cause you, yep. you're part of that one percenter group and I completed mine in 2015. Yeah. That was the year I met you. So 2015. So five years ago, it was in Seattle in the summer with Hills was like thinking about that. That was 2015. They didn't actually have women's Olympic running for marathon, like for a marathon until the eighties when they had the the games in LA. Yeah. First time they brought like the Olympic marathon for women. I don't, I mean, I get it. We're very misogynistic. Again, other countries are way farther behind somehow than the U S and thinking that women, you know, anything you can do, I can do better or even do the same as you. There have been women running forever like just as long as men because you have women chasing after their sons and nothing happened to them if they ran over a half mile (laughs) yeah I think that once women were given the opportunity and they could prove that they could do it not to men necessarily but to themselves that was it was Katie bar the door at that point it was too late to keep women back And I I mentioned Title IX before. Running is just one of a lot of sports that women were thought to be incapable of participating in. You know, we're interested in running for whatever reason. Either one of us is interested in running and and everybody has a different motivation, um, a different distance. I mean, Catherine Switzer is clearly a marathoner. She's good at it. I have done marathons, but I'm not good at it. And it's not my best distance no but I've done it I really do think that seeing more women in sports in general and having a more of appreciation and having not just women be like yes we're out here supporting each other but having those men that are kind of like allies in a sense to sports yeah Uh, I love Kobe Bryant and the fact that he loved this game of basketball so much that he was super excited to have his daughters play he was a champion for the WNBA um, and he would take his daughter, he'd go out to games, he held season tickets at some point for the LA Sparks, and he'd go to the games because women play a lot tougher than men. They and do, yeah. In my opinion, and I will, like, to my dying breath, I'll die on this hill, women play the whole game, and men, like, for the NBA, if you don't have allies that aren't you, so so having men support women's sports, whether it's basketball or even, I mean, I remember going to a women's football league game in Houston when I was in, I think, junior high. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear anything about that anymore. I don't, you don't really get to see women playing football. Contact sport. Yeah, yeah. I like that. There are probably women out there who would have probably preferred to play baseball over softball. I know I'm one of them. I don't want to get hit with a softball versus a baseball. That was you never understood that. Why the heck are women supposed to play with the softball instead of a baseball? My niece played softball and all through high school, you know, yeah. and she loved it. But it's like, why do you have to do that? I don't know. Anytime it's like a co-ed sport with men and women, they usually play with a softball because it's bigger ball, I'm assuming. So it's a little bit easier to hit than a baseball. If you try to be like a little bit more competitive instead of just like the underhand throws. So I get that. Do do you know, you realize one of the only sports and it's an Olympic sport where men and women compete together in the same categories is in the equine sports. And that is in dressage and and cross country. But for years, women were forced to wear weighted vests. I think I have that right. 
to make them as heavy as the men in the saddle to, to level the playing field. I hope I have that right. Uh, if I don't, my daughter will shoot me. So <laughs> she's an equestrian and, you know, so she competed for years against men in both dressage and in eventing. The fact that you, to quote unquote, level the playing field, you have to, you know, make it different. But I also feel more men are usually taller, which means that their legs are a little bit longer. They could have more of a control over a horse versus a woman who is most likely to be shorter. So having and the weighted best Gravity way- is different too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you have to get used to having that extra weight on you, which would it even matter if you decided that you're like, okay, I'm going to train with this weighted vest on, but then I'm going to go lose weight, which will then put you in a completely different kind of category feel that you're actually the weight beforehand, depending on how much that weighted vest is. It's, I feel like it's just a whole can of worms to even pretend to do that. And I also don't know why we don't always compare running times. There was a documentary about, you know, trying to get the sub two hour marathon. Mm-hmm. And they only focused on men, which kind of makes sense. Men do tend to run faster than women, but not that much faster in a sense. They're, the London marathon record time by a woman right now is like 215.25. Wow. And I'm like, so if she shaved off 30 seconds, super close to that two hour time. And if she got the attention and dedication of a full-time staff from Nike, like those men did, mm-hmm. I don't think that she could have done it. Granted, when it comes to like running with trainers, depending on who your trainer is, they have a way different aspect about running with women than they do with men. As much as we want to say that we've progressed in women's sports, I don't think we have. And running is a, is one that is such an easy thing to do because anyone can be a runner. Yep. Doesn't require any equipment doesn't require anything except maybe a decent pair of shoes so you don't hurt yourself. Yep. Yeah. And socks. Yep. Shoes and yep. socks. And if you're a woman, you need a good bra. That's about it. But, you know, Courtney, I, I think I would disagree with you to the extent that I think we've made a lot of progress in equality in women's sports. Obviously, there are still things to be done. I mean, think about this. Think about Billie Jean King was a pioneer in tennis for women. And now look at these incredible, strong women in tennis, right? Who are playing because other people paved the way for them, just like Catherine Switzer paved the way for us. Now she has, uh, in recent years, she ran Boston again in 2017 on the 50th anniversary. So I will agree with your disagreement on me because I feel that we've done a lot. I mean, we have more women's sports. We have a lot of, I mean, I think the creation of the WNBA in itself and the fact that it's still going. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I remember that started, I think I was in elementary school. Also, remember recently, now here's a really great example of inequality, and that's the women's professional soccer is not being paid on an equivalent level with men. Yeah. And yet they perform better. And they win versus our men's team, which doesn't always even qualify for the World Cup. I mean, I just remember the last World Cup for the men. I had to find a new team and I was like, well, I guess it's time to root for Mexico, but they're also a really good team. So that was not a hard stretch for me to do personally. So yes, we have a way to go before, but here's another thing. It's a little bit like girls getting involved in science and engineering in school. If girls don't learn to get out and exercise and be physically fit and take care of their health, then there will be a smaller number of women who are invested in sports because it's not traditional. Boys, when you're in grade school, before you even go to grade school, there's t-ball, right? 
Yep. So you're indoctrinated, I'll put that in air quotes, early as a boy, it's expected that you will more than likely want to play sports. And there are all these things for you to choose from. And I don't think necessarily that the same can be said of girls. I think I mentioned to you before, there is a wonderful national nonprofit called Girls on the Run. Uh, We have uh, a group here in Bear County, and their goal is to empower young women to learn and embrace healthy living and uh, living skills through running. Uh, And it's a wonderful organization. Uh, They have a 5K twice a year. They train the girls. They encourage them to be good teammates and learn life and nutrition skills. You know, and that's the kind of thing that you want to see girls do in every sport that they have access to. Exactly. And I think just having more programs out there to basically promote that women can do whatever they want to do. So do you have any last thoughts about either running or Miss Switzer, the excitement of finishing your very first half marathon, anything you would like to add? I just want to encourage women, girls, and women of any age that it is not too late to start walking or running or walk running in the same point of time, same space of a distance, that it doesn't matter how young or how old you are or how heavy or slight you may be that it is a wonderful physical outlet for both the body and soul. I often use my running time as a time for meditation and reflection. Uh, As I count my steps and and I count off my minutes before the next transition from walk to run. I I think it's a wonderful outlet, as we've mentioned before. It's a very low barrier to entry. You get out there in your tennis shoes. That's what you got. and, And you just, you start. You just do it, as they say at Nike, right? Yeah. You just do it. And and I think every woman can take advantage of this and make herself feel good about that. You don't have to play tennis and be a pro. You don't have to be able to play basketball. Yeah. I met one of my dear friends who is an amputee at a running event last summer. So there there are no limitations except those placed on ourselves. Exactly. And I think that running is such a, it's a mental game and it's also, it's you, it's just you. You're not against anything <laughs> else. You're only against like your previous times. If you want to be the time, if you've been training to, you know, get a new PR personal record, but otherwise you're not competing with anybody. You're competing against yourself. Even the people that get first place in a race, they'll be upset because they didn't beat their previous time. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yep. So I always like running. Because while I do love team sports, I love volleyball. I used to play basketball. I love to watch team sports. But running is such a good thing to me because it lets you kind of, you know, be in your own headspace. And I can only imagine what Catherine Switzer went through when she was running, especially after being attacked by the race director. And she had mm-hmm. to be, she had to have bodyguards while she ran. I mean, she looks back at it now and she talks about it as such a great feeling, but she had no idea how important it was until she saw the papers on her way back home to Syracuse. And she talked about like stopping to get soda and ice cream. 
at like a gas station and she saw the papers that had pictures of her talking about how a woman run the marathon. She thought it was a deal, but she didn't realize how big of a deal it was going to be. It was a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Still blows my mind that she had no idea that it was going to be a big deal until it happened. I was like, really? (laughs) You had to put your initials. You you had to know. There's going to be a little bit. But anyways, that is it for this episode of But Have You Heard About? And I hope that you guys can uh, join us the next time and have a fabulous rest of your day. Bye. Bye.